armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? I'm a coax. Do you have any idea how important you this is? Have trying to save idea? the pump Really? This is you what you're doing? You have what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. To Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGee, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. There is too much going on this today to keep up with. My word, you got the XFL about to kick off. College baseball, college softball, Tiger Woods. Let's Community go. Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of smacks. He's the All-American man. Yeah, the armchair quarterback. Howdy, hi, and how the hell are you, my friends? We got us a great show in front of us. Tones is on the way. We're going to be, he's get, I, I gave him the, the, uh, the project of looking into the XFL and give us a reason to watch this. And I'm curious to see what he's going to come up with. I, I took a look at a couple of things myself, but the XFL starts this weekend. They got a doubleheader Saturday, doubleheader Sunday. We'll get more into that as things move on. What I did want to do is give you a quick update as we are rolling here on a, on a Friday afternoon. And of course, one of the things that is trending that a lot of people are paying attention to at this point is the return of one Tiger Woods. Go ahead and pull up the scoreboard, and I'm going to go ahead and share it onto the screen if you're watching along on Braves Country HD. If you're listening on 99.1 FM, the key, no worries. We're going to go right through it and tell you all what's going on on the scoreboard at the Genesis Invitational Tournament. Let me go ahead and get this shared real quick so I can go ahead and uh, get this up. All right, so what, what you have is you got Mitchell leading at nine under, and he is done for the day. Marikawa is tied with him as well, and he is through 16 at nine under. Other names of interest, John Rahm is teeing off at 3.04 Eastern time. All these times would be Eastern. And Rory McIlroy is five under, four off the pace. You got Fleetwood. He's five under, four off the pace. And as we scroll down and continue to look for Tiger Woods, see if it is updated. A little while ago, 
he was even through nine and he is now two over on the back nine. So he is sitting it even for the tournament nine under four or excuse me, nine strokes back. He is two over for today, but all in all, considering the fact that we have not seen Tiger Woods in quite some time, you got to say that that's a pretty good showing. You really do. Tiger Woods is on the is through 17 right now so he is coming to the end of his day and McElroy as I look at it he is see five under and he is on the looks like he is let me double check this with what it says on the scoreboard because McElroy is he is he's through 17 so he is playing the front nine he's on he's on the ninth hole but but it's it's his last whole of the afternoon so you'll have that going on all afternoon now the other thing we've got going on is the division one men's college baseball has leaped off today and we've got some updates on that i'm going to go ahead and put it on the sec scoreboard right there and just kind of leave it there for a second as you can see that georgia let me uh, reshare the correct screen. But Georgia is just getting underway, so we'll keep you up to date on all of that that's going on. And such a busy, busy day in the world of sports and so many sports that are that are uh, now coming in and beginning their season as the NFL comes to a halt, right? So... You got to love that, and you got to love the fact that you've got college baseball is back real quick on the scoreboard. In the Southeastern Conference, I'll start there first, and then we'll kind of fan out from there. In the bottom of the eighth, Missouri trails number nine, Oklahoma State. That game is five to three, and that's at the college baseball showdown. That is in Arlington, Texas. There's there's a few teams that are at at that and we'll 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 get into that here in a second. Georgia's hosting Jacksonville State. It is scoreless in the top of the first. Kentucky and Elon, they play at four. Richmond at number twenty. Alabama, that game is at four. Here's a really good one. Four o'clock today, and Vanderbilt. Versus TCU, Vanderbilt's number 10 in the country, TCU number 15, two traditional baseball powers. And then you have later on this afternoon, number 23, South Carolina hosts UMass Lowell. Mississippi State's at home against VMI today. Number four, Ole Miss against Delaware. And then you've got Indiana and Auburn going at it tonight. Charleston Southern's at number seven, Florida. The Gators are expected to have a really good season, bounce back season. Seattle at number five, Texas A&M. The Aggies are looking to have quite a season themselves. And then, of course, this should come as no shock to anyone who follows college baseball. LSU is number one. They're in action 730 tonight against Western Michigan. And the Tennessee Volunteers, who have been, it's been quite the resurrection story of that Tennessee Volunteer program here the last few years. Number two in the country, taking on Arizona, who's a traditional power. That's at the MLB Desert Invitational. I'm pretty sure that that's on the entire Desert Invitational is on MLB Network all weekend. Number eight, 
Texas, excuse me, remember, Arkansas against Texas, and that game is in Arlington as well as it's a part of the college baseball showdown. So there you have the SEC update. Get some college baseball going on right now. Arkansas leads Florida State 3-2, to two, and that game is in the fifth. And as I say that, just as I say that, Florida State just hit a home run. I believe it's a solo shot, but I turn no, it's a two-run blast. So it's now four to three, Florida State, number seven in the country against number four Arkansas. So that's a heck of a matchup. And I'll tell you what I love about especially college softball. You see it more in college softball than you do baseball. Baseball, you see it a little bit at the beginning of the year, but it's much more in college softball. They do a great job of trying to brand their sport and having these big showdowns. All weekend long, FSU played Arizona yesterday. You you usually have a lot of these invitations at the beginning of the year, and you get everything going, and you get to see what these teams will be about. And these are two teams in Arkansas and Florida State that expect to make big noise as they try to get to Oklahoma City later on this year. Looking at the ACC real quick, go ahead and dive into that. Give me one second to, to get to the ACC as you've got, Clemson is at home against Binghamton today at four o'clock Eastern. And let me see. The one thing that I will say about college baseball, their websites to scroll for and find scores, not very good. I've gone to, to the two main ones, D one baseball and ESPN and neither one are put together very well, but that you. Know, but we all know what that comes down to. They make it in an, an importance to you when there's more eyes on your product. So as as these sports continue to grow, I'm sure all that'll get fixed. But in the ACC, real quick, and then and then we'll get we'll get into some major league baseball news. Uh, Virginia six nothing over Navy. Virginia's number 19 in the country. Pitt over Maine, three to two. That game's in the third. NC State and Wagner just getting underway. The Wolfpack are 21 in the country. Louisville and Bucknell, they are scoreless in the top of the first. Notre Dame versus Lipscomb, that game just getting going. And Youngstown State is at number six, Wake Forest. That's a shocker to me. Wake Forest, number six in the country. They are have not been a traditional power, but number six in the country as the polls just just uh just get get going here, obviously in the early going of the season, the preseason poll. Number 12, North Carolina is at home against uh Seton Hall today and other games of interest. Georgia Tech, four o'clock at home against Miami of Ohio. Virginia Tech, 14th in the country. They're at College of Charleston at four o'clock. And we'll skim through this real quick. Other games of interest, Florida State hosts, hosts James Madison at 5, and the Miami Hurricanes, number 22, they host Penn State at 7. And so that's kind of gives you an idea of what's going on in Division One baseball. We're not going to beat it to death and, you know, just get, get, in, get into the weeds of it as it's just getting going. But I do think that if, if folks give it a chance, if you're a baseball fan, if you're looking for something to really pay attention to in the early going before Major League Baseball gets started, give college baseball, give college softball a chance if you haven't already. It is a great, great 
sport, great atmospheres. That's a, that's one of the best parts about it is that the atmospheres in these stadiums are absolutely kind of kind of reminds me little lower key, but kind of reminds me of what a soccer crowd is in the fact that they're more into it. You'll, you'll hear chants. You'll hear the, the, uh, crowd getting, getting into it much more than you would a major league baseball crowd early in the season. Now, granted major league baseball, when the season gets going and it gets revved up, the crowds are into it. And especially as you, as you, uh, make the hunt for October. But early on, not not as much. The college baseball crowds are really fun if you get a chance to uh, to uh, check them out. They famously, for instance, Florida State has a group of of uh, fans called the Animals, and it's basically just a group that have been going there for years. And they've obviously added to the Animals over the years, but they're basically just a bunch of wild bunch that like to do chants. They do things like, I believe it's the fifth inning of every single home game. I think it's the fifth. I know it's in the middle of the game. It's random and no one knows where it came from, but they will sing in the going toward the bottom of the fifth. Oh, Canada infamously. And there's a lot of theories. I've heard four or five theories, but the, but the, the gist of it is you're sitting in, in Tallahassee, Florida right there in the heart of the panhandle thousands of miles away from Canada. And they sing the, the national anthem. Oh, Canada during the fifth inning, it started as a goof and it has become a part of, of their, uh, of their lore. And that's just one example throughout college baseball. You hear all these crazy things that go on in college baseball all around the country. Really, really fun stuff. So we get into that and go ahead and, uh, try to hit hit some other things going on here uh the the daytona 500 can can i see your your uh your uh, comment about the daytona 500 the daytona 500 is here and it is one that i always always watch i can't say that i that i watch every single nascar race and i can't say that i watch many nascar races to their entirety i usually try to catch the last few few uh laps on most of them but the daytona 500 to me is is the one that i watch start to finish even if i have other games on on sunday even if i have some some college baseball or some basketball going on i will have the daytona 500 my, my wife knows this she always rolls her eyes she goes yeah because it's funny when we first met i would tell her i'm getting into it this year i'm really going to get into it and then by by the third or fourth race, I've, I've lost interest because baseball season's here and whatnot. But I love the Daytona 500. It's the Super Bowl of NASCAR, and it means more to win that race than any other race. So looking at that and getting into the, the uh, Daytona 500, um, you, you got a lot of interesting stories going on this year. And this, I, so I came across an article and I thought this was pretty fascinating. Five legends who somehow have never won the Daytona 500. Now I would have lost this bet because I thought I'd seen some of these guys win them, but Martin Truex Jr. 31 career wins. 0 for 18 in the 500 best finish 
was uh, second in 2016, and maybe that's the one I was thinking of. I could have swore Truex Jr. had won one. Kyle Busch, 60 career wins in NASCAR, 0 for 17 in the 500. Best finish was in 2019 and finished second. Keselowski, Brad Keselowski, 0 for 13 in the 500. Best finish is third. That one I am aware of because I've followed his career for quite some time. And Kyle Larson, 19 wins in NASCAR, 0 for 9 in the 500. And then Chase Elliott, who Kenneth is uh, commenting on on the uh, YouTube feed. Chase Elliott, 18 career wins, 0 for 7 in the 500. Now, when I was a kid, I grew up a Bill Elliott fan, as, as I'm sure a lot of us did. Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. That was my first driver as a kid. And then over the years, I've just kind of, I tend to change my drivers as they retire, but I have a common theme with it. And it's only because my grandfather and my dad, it was all about the Ford family, right? So that's how it's, it's started. Now, when they change their different uh, makes and models, as time has gone on, I no longer pay attention to the make and model anymore. I used to, cause I was told I had to by my grandfather and my dad, but now I'm just kind of like, man, I like who I like. And I feel like most of those, most of the, uh, differences in whether or not you have, if you're driving a Ford or a Chevy or what have you, there's not a whole lot of difference. Cause it really comes down to the crew. But I would like to see Chase Elliott win one. I I do like Chase Elliott. There, there's a couple others out there that that I pull for. Um, I was never a Bill uh, a, a a Dale Earnhardt guy. It just wasn't my thing. But I did get into Tony Stewart when when he was going. He he was one of my. I, I've told this story before. But one of the reasons why I got into him was because when he was on and how I first became a fan of him, a girl I was dating years and years and years ago, she was a fan of Tony Stewart. And I think she just thought he was cute or whatever. And so we broke up, but I continued to follow him because it was so easy when I was working in all these bars and restaurants and whatnot to walk out, check on what's going on on in the race. Cause most of the places that I worked in the South, one TV was on the race on Sundays. And you could come out and look at the TV and from a distance. Now, this was in his heyday. I obviously changed after he left Home Depot. But in, from the distance, you could tell where that orange number 20 was going. And as it was going around, I would just look for the orange number 20. And so that was my driver. That's obviously not a, a, a reason why most people pull for a driver. But because I could find his car so easily, that's what, that's why I did it. So. But anyways, looking at, at at some of the things going on for the Daytona 500 should be a lot of fun. I was trying to pay attention to the blue-green duel um, this week, but I kind of got sidetracked because there were a couple of really good college basketball games that were going on, but I did catch a little glimpse of it. I wish they would do more night racing in NASCAR. I really do. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit of Major League Baseball. I've got the early schedule for 
the uh, Braves broadcast that we're going to do here on Braves Country. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Keep it locked in here on the key, 99.1 FM. It's TGI Friday, baby. Triple Decker burn. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. With your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, and every morning right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Hockey season, and that means new merch over at ourdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey by getting a new look to wear on game days or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at ourdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink. Hey, sports fans, weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Although edited, tonight's thriller contains suspense and violence, which may be unsuitable. Parental discretion is advised. Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Drive time on WQEE. Welcome back. TGI Friday, real quick update from the Clearwater Invitational. Florida State leads Arkansas 7-3. They went on a barrage. I looked up. I, I couldn't make out who it was because that uh, monitor's a little further away. I've been wanting to try to keep an eye on, on the golf tournament with Tiger and whatnot. But um, they went on a barrage of hitting doubles down the line. They've scored five, and they're still batting. Arkansas is dumping out their bullpen at this point. Florida State leads at seven to three. And if you're just joining us, college baseball is getting going today. There are some games that are underway. There's there's a quite a few that are actually going to be starting now and a little later tonight. And of course, you got the Daytona 500, and you've got to be figuring that. By the way, that says that uh, the Daytona 500 is uh, now has confirmed its eighth consecutive sellout. I, I'll be honest with you. Growing up in the area, I thought it always sold out. I guess maybe that wasn't always the case. I would have thought the only reason why it wouldn't have sold out would have would have been because of like you know something COVID, 
involved or whatever. It is always an absolute circus down there. I've always wanted to go. I, I went when I was a little kid, but I really don't remember any of it. Um, I've always wanted to go as an adult. I never make it a priority that it, sh it shows up on our doorstep. And me and my wife always talk about going. We've never gone. We, ne we need to make it happen in the near future. We just It's just one of those things you don't think about. And it kind of sucks because it lands on a Sunday. I'd much rather have the thing on a Saturday where maybe we, we could en enjoy, en enjoy the evening, stay down there, and then drive back the next day. On a Monday, both of us have to get our cans to work and, you know, yeah, you, you could take the next day off, but you don't really, really want to waste a day off when you only get so many throughout the year uh, for, for something that's right down the road from you. But anyways, Daytona 500 this weekend, you've got college basketball action going on this weekend. That should be a lot of fun. There's some college basketball games, by the way, uh, college baseball update really quick. Jacksonville State has jumped out to a 2-0 lead over the Georgia Bulldogs. But that game is still in the second inning, so long way to go in that one. And as far as games that are already in the books, I believe that we have a few. Well, one is actually officially in the books of interest. There's a couple of other ones. But right now, uh, number nine, Oklahoma State holds on and beats Missouri 5-3. to And... We got college basketball going on this weekend, and that ought to be a lot of fun. We got some good matchups. Real quick on the update for the Genesis Invitational, Mitchell and Marikawa are sitting at the top of the leaderboard at nine under, and we, we won't go through the whole thing that we went through earlier, but McElroy is three back at six under, Fleetwood five, uh, five under, Tiger Woods, you see, he was sitting at, let me see if he's still there. Tiger Woods was at even, and he had one more hole, and ah, he bogeyed that one too. So he finished, he had a solid front nine, and I watched a little bit of that. I haven't been able to get a chance to, to catch the last few holes because I was getting ready for the show, but he ends up having a disappointing back nine. He's now three over for the tournament. And I think that's really close to the cut line, but we'll see what happens there. I'm sure if they if they can make it happen, they want Tiger Woods to make the cut. So we'll see what happens there. But Tiger Woods is in the books. So uh, that whether you're a, a big golf fan or not, Tiger Woods coming back to golf is a huge deal. Now, John Rahm, I'm watching him right now. He is going for Eagle here on... See, he's six under for the tournament. He's going for Eagle, and John Rahm has, has quickly become one of my favorite golfers. I, I don't even know what it is about him, but there's he's he, he's kind of, and he, and he did hit the Eagle, by the way. Uh, he's kind of one of these guys that just goes about his, his, his job, but what I like about him, he's so darn consistent and just elite, but he's so darn consistent. You very rarely see Rahm go out there and just lay an egg which when you get involved in this in the betting world, because that's the only way I can really pay attention to golf as I, as, as I put a couple of beans on it. Uh, Rom, I had, I'd picked to, to win the, win the tournament going in. And some of these guys, you go out there and you sit and you, you lay a little hay on it. And then you're like, Hey, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. The next thing you know, you, you, you're checking the scores on Friday. Like, where is this bum? 
and he's nine shots over par. And like, oh, he's he's got he's he's got to adjust his putter or whatever. And you're like, oh my, and it just drives you crazy because if if you're if you're a fan like me that is a a novice fan, you just want to see the same guys be competitive, the stars. And John Rom is definitely a star, and I. I tend to lean towards the American golfers, but if there's one that is, you know, like Rom that is uh, from overseas, but he's consistently in the hunt in the, in the big tournaments, it's a lot easier to become a fan because there's too many golfers out there for me to keep up with all of them. There's like a handful that I want to check in on and that's it. And outside of that, I don't really pay attention to them on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, I should say. I typically just go in, check the four or five guys that I like, and if one of them has a chance to win one of these tournaments, then you'll see me check in on a Sunday. All right, so we've talked a little baseball. We've talked a little NASCAR. You got the XFL coming, and, I, and I'm going to wait till Tones jumps on here in a minute. To, to get into the XFL because it is here and it kicks off this weekend. And I told them, I told these guys, if we're going to cover the XFL, they've got to give me a reason to pay attention to it. So this is the first weekend of it. I'm going to give it the honest try, but it, it, it won't be the only thing I'll have on. I normally have three or four TVs going at the same time on the weekends and I'm planning on watching some college baseball. I'm planning on watching some college basketball. I'll put Daytona 500 on on Sunday. You've got to give me a reason to want to watch the XFL. So I'm going with an open mind, but I'm always also doubting that I'm going to be able to get into this because they're doing it. To me, they're doing it too quickly after the NFL. They needed to wait till the middle of the summer and, and end the season. One of these leagues end the season just as the NFL is starting, right? Instead, the week after the Super Bowl, here comes the XFL. And in about, I think it's six weeks, it's, it's somewhere in that neighborhood, the USFL is going to be here. So they're going to overlap each other, which makes zero sense. These two leagues know that they're going to have a hard time getting fans in the stands and eyes on the TV. They couldn't get together and say, hey, we're both going to try to coexist. How about we don't step on each other's toes? And I really don't like to hear the argument, well, they're trying to get these guys in so that they have a chance to play in the NFL and blah, blah. If any of these guys had a realistic chance of making an NFL roster, they're not playing in the XFL or the USFL because the money's not there. These are guys that are trying to prolong their career and if they have a good enough season, maybe try out and get on the practice squad for later in the year for, for one of the for one of the 32 teams in the NFL. But it's not realistic to think any of these guys are going to be able to make it happen and say, well, we found the next. In other words, the New York Jets are not are not cherry picking a quarterback out of the out of any of these leagues. So I, I hate that argument. My point is it's stupid to go up against the big dogs and the big dogs being the NFL, Major League Baseball. Those are the top two professional sports in America. Then, of course, you got college football. And then if you're looking at the fourth one that draws everyone's attention, even though it's only for a few weeks, 
March Madness, the Masters. All that's going on in the months of March and April. You're going to have the XFL trying to compete against it. And that's why I have my doubts that I'm going to be able to pay attention. Because when March Madness hits, I'm going to be nothing but locked into that and what's going on in spring training baseball. When when March Madness ends and Major League Baseball takes center stage, I seriously doubt I'm going to give too many looks to the XFL. Unless there's something that really catches my eye. And then as you evolve past that and you get past that first month of Major League Baseball and you get into the month of May, if you're a Southern College sports fan like I am, I start paying attention to to the baseball and softball playoffs. They they start rolling in the conference tournaments, et cetera, et cetera. And next thing you know, their playoffs are taking place in, in May and June. And then you get done with that and you have the NBA Finals. NBA playoffs. You got the Stanley Cup playoffs. If it's teams that I care about, I pay attention to those. Now, I am that fan in the NBA where if it's a couple of teams that don't catch my interest, I don't typically care that much about it. I used to always watch it, but you know, things change over the years and you just kind of lose interest. And I've I've got my teams and and I've got players that I like. But I I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Well, first of all, the Lakers aren't going to be there. But if the Lakers were in there, I'm probably not going to tune in, especially if they're playing someone. When when Miami and the Lakers played in that bubble ship, I didn't catch one dribble. I just, it didn't, it didn't. First of all, the bubble ship was strange. No fans made it terrible. So it made it feel like you, you, they were just doing a practice in the gym. So it was unwatchable. But even if those two teams would have been in it, I don't know if I would have watched if in a normal year because I don't care anything. I, I'm not a Heat fan. Do not like the Heat. I've never liked the Heat. And I've never liked the Lakers. I, I don't know. If, I, I just don't know if there's anything that would have brought me to it. Things teams like when when Milwaukee played the Suns, I I watched more than I thought I would. But realistically, when when you're in the Southeast, Milwaukee versus Phoenix isn't something that, that gets you excited. And as far as the NHL, if you end up having two teams that have, I, I guess we're a little spoiled out here in Florida. But but if the uh, if the Tampa Bay Lightning are not involved, and if you don't have a really cool story. I can lose interest in, in the hockey playoffs. I always start in at the beginning because I've got two or three teams that I've always followed, but once we get, because the thing is, if it gets to the point where you're like, ah, I don't know if I really care about this. I don't know if I really care. Then you've got another major tournament coming around. And if it's not golf, I do. I I will watch some tennis. Only the majors, but I will say, the thing about them not starting one of these seasons in like mid June and finishing it on probably the the week before Labor Day weekend would be the smartest way to go. There is that lull in July and August where other than following your favorite baseball team, there's not a lot of competition for, for your viewing. And so in the month of 
of February, though I start getting locked into college basketball quite a bit. The month of February is has always traditionally been around here a month where we watch a lot of movies. Same thing happens in July and August. We watch a lot of movies. And we have started a, a tradition, uh, and we did it again this year. My wife's a big baseball fan, and there's there's a lot of reasons why baseball means a lot to us when we met etc i won't bore you all with that but fever pitch is one of our favorite movies valentine's day or somewhere around it we always sit down and watch fever pitch and we did it the other night it's it's still to me one of the great great movies of all time it's it's just a great romantic comedy and if you love baseball there's something wrong with you if you don't like fever pitch and it's funny the fact that it's funny is just, but you know, Bull Durham. I started, I started watching a lot of these as, as we get closer and closer to opening day. We, when we get closer to opening day, I, during my downtime, I'm usually watching the baseball documentary, the one that was uh, by a Ken Burns years ago. And then it's all the movies and Field of Dreams. I don't care if people don't like it. I like Field of Dreams. I know they're going to say, oh, it's, it's stupid ghost baseball in a cornfield. Yeah, it's more than that. If you ever had a close relationship with your dad, it's more than that. Bull Durham is just a classic. I like the uh, a couple of the other baseball movies, but I don't know if I would consider them some of my favorite. I don't always get to them, but 61 is one that I always watch. In fact, I, I watched it about a week ago. That one, that, that one's a tear jerker every single time. Major league. I'm, I'm a bigger fan of major league one than, than the others, but, but major league, all, all those movies, great, great movies. All right. We got to take a quick break. We come back, we're going to talk a little Major League Baseball, and we got a couple other things on tap. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country. Tones is on the way. He's going to try to convince me to watch the XFL. You're listening to Braves Country. Are you listening to yourself? I always listen to myself. It's one of the great joys of my life. Armchair Quarterbacks Radio covers the whole SEC the whole season long. Dobbs heaves it. They're bunched up in the end zone. It's tipped up. It's caught. It is caught. Jawan Jennings. Just the start of things. First quarter at the gate of Oldham, Jacksonville. And Walker sneaks to the right. Hits outside. The 35. Look out. He's past midfield and he's got a blocker. Cuts to the inside. Herschel Walker. There he goes again. Straight up the middle. Touchdown. Delayed reaction, but Tebow got in. Oh, jump pass. How about that? Oh, my gosh. That looks like 1955. Holy cow. Are you kidding me? Armchair. What does it take to break you? What does it take to break your focus? because you get frustrated about what happened on the last play? What does it take to make you give in because it's hot outside or you're tired 
or you don't feel like running to the ball or giving effort or finishing the play like you should because of how you feel, whether you're a little bit hurt, what does it take to break you? It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play an entire season at a high level. So everybody here has got to have a lot of mental toughness to be able to sustain what we do at a high level. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia, home of Braves country with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks weekdays. 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on the key and youtube.com at Braves Country. Welcome back. We are going to get into a couple of quick things in Major League Baseball before we uh, look at the, at the Braves schedule real quick. Uh, a couple of things that popped out Shortly before we came on the air, the first thing is Scott Rowland will have a Cardinals cap on on his plaque for for a Cooperstown, and Fred McGriff has elected to not have a club featured of any logo. I think as Braves fans are, are a little ticked off about that because we beat the drum to get him in. From my knowledge, he is the we're the only fan base that was beating the drum to get Fred McGriff in. He won a World Series with us. Why did I just I'm gonna let it go, but I'm a little disappointed. I'm not mad, I'm disappointed that he didn't want to go in with the with the Braves cap. I get it. Sometimes these guys don't want to offend other the other teams that they played for. But come on, crime dog. We've been being, I've been standing on this desk for freaking 10 years talking about Fred McGriff needs to be in the Hall of Fame. If nothing else, put a Braves country cap on when you go into the Hall of Fame. I feel like I might have swayed one vote your way. All right, I'll let it go. But anyways, uh, Crime Dog, not going to have a logo. Scott Rowland is going to have a logo, and he's going with the Cardinals. I would say some Phillies fans are probably upset with that. Of course, he famously won the World Series with the Cardinals. So I, I don't know what to make of that one. When I think of Scott Rowland, I kind of think of him as both. But there is something to be said for the fact that a lot of folks that, that ended up playing for the St. Louis Cardinals organization, they always tend to uh, talk about, talk very fondly of, of their time there. So anyways, let's go ahead and get into what I was referring to earlier about the brave schedule. Let's see if I can get the screen up here and here we go. All right. So I'm going to try to roll through this as we go. Now, this is March, and what I'm going through is the schedule that we're going to do on Braves Country, play-by-play play on our YouTube channel, and haven't gotten all the details with uh, Ryan nailed down yet, but we, we are planning on carrying some of this on, on the key as well. All right, first and foremost, uh, 
the first game that we're going to do on Braves Country is the first game of the of the spring training season, and that is a week from tomorrow. So February twenty fifth, one o five Eastern, we will have the call: Braves versus Red Sox. The next one on the docket will not come until we were going to do the uh, March 7th one on Tuesday night, but there's some issues with that. So I don't think we're going to be able to do that, but we're, we do want to bring you the game on St. Patrick's day, which is March 17th. And then also the following Thursday, the 23rd, the plan is to bring you the Mets because there's some, there's some really good opportunities to bring you Braves games. Problem is they play the, the Red Sox a lot and I didn't want to just do Braves Red Sox. So we're going with, with Thursday, March 23rd against the Mets. And then that will take us to the following week, which will be opening day and opening day. We will have the call. Uh, 105 first pitch against the Nationals. They take the day off, and then the Braves come back on Saturday, April 1st. That game is a 4 o'clock first pitch. We're going to do that game. And other games that we're going to do, I won't go into the whole thing, but the following week you've got the Cardinals. They're in St. Louis. So we're doing the Tuesday night game and the Wednesday day game fourth and fifth and then when you flip towards that weekend uh friday night versus the padres and we're not going to do the saturday night game because that is uh, supposed to be on the national feed of fox instead we're going to carry the sunday night game which is on espn a lot of folks don't get that plus over this time that we've done this we've gotten a lot of requests and we're going to continue with with the uh, tradition of doing the Sunday night ESPN game. We do the radio broadcasts. It's it's not video. So for anyone who's listening and, and thinking about catching it, we do not carry the video because they'll take it down. So there's no point in doing it. We carry the audio and we do the game from a fan's perspective. We will do the Sunday night game against the Padres because a lot of folks have commented over this time period since we've been doing this and in, in, uh, building this up that they just absolutely hate ESPN's baseball broadcast. And I can't necessarily argue with it because it has been uh, tricky to listen to over the years is, is the nicest way I can put that. And so we'll have that on the ninth, and, and that about wraps it up. You can see after this on the screen, I'll, I'll take this down in a second, but after that week, we are carrying a couple of games versus the Reds, the Royals, et cetera, et cetera. The gist of it is, and we'll update you every week, we're carrying three to four games every week this year. Tuesdays and Friday nights are almost in stone every single week. You, you can bank that. You can take that to the bank. There's only one that I can think of off the top of my head that we won't be able to do the Tuesday night game because I'm physically going to be in the stands going to the Boston game. But typically Tuesday night and Friday night, because that's when we started the tradition was doing Tuesday and Friday nights. We always wanted to bring everyone one game per, per series. And you can never guarantee you're going to play on a, on a Monday or Thursday. 
and we could never guarantee what time they would play on a, on a Saturday or Sunday. So we're typically going to do Tuesday night. We're going to do Friday night. And then the, the third and fourth game of each week, Wednesday or Thursday, depending on the start time, we're, we're, we're gearing more towards the day game. And then typically the Saturday game, if it's an earlier start, we, we, we choose that over the Sunday game. But like I said, we'll, we'll let you know as it goes throughout the season. We'll continue to keep the schedule up, and we hope that more and more of you listen and uh, tune in. We get quite a few uh, folks that have, that have catch it, and it's, it's, it's become more and more popular. And we appreciate all of you that, that, uh, that, that watch the broadcast, that, that, that listen along and comment along. It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun with it. Even if you're just doing it to, to to hang with Braves fans, that's why we do it. So so you might be watching the game on another device and you pair our audio up, or you might even mute us from time to time because you you, you want to hear what the, whatever. You can continue to comment along with the other Braves fans, and that's why we do it because we have a lot of fun here with Braves country. And to me, Braves country is a family. It's a flat-out family. And that's why we do it. Um, I've had other folks ask me, well, why don't you do it for this time? Because I'm a Braves fan. I'm a Braves fan. And until someone hires me away to, to broadcast for their particular team, I'm, I'm going to do the Braves because that's, that's who I love. I've been a Braves fan for, I hate to admit this at this point, but for about 40 years, um, I guess in theory, See, 82 was the first season that I really watched the entire season with the the Atlanta Braves. I was familiar with them in 81. So 41 years ago, but I guess this is in theory the 42nd year because you have to count the year. So this will be the 42nd year of being a fan. This is only the the, uh, third third year of of doing uh, Braves country on, on YouTube. And it... <clears throat> folks have asked me how it started. It started because there was a company that wanted me to do some baseball games on their app. It's a long story. But anyways, while I was doing that, I said, well, why don't I just go ahead? We, we, you know, we had this YouTube channel. I said, why don't we just go ahead and put it on there too and see what happens? And we were pleasantly surprised of the listenership and plus how cool it was. And that just happened to be the year that the Braves ran into the postseason and won the world series in 21. And the close bond that we ended up having with a lot of the listeners that year was really cool. And we enjoyed the heck out of it. And I talked to my wife during the off season. I told her, Hey, I want to do this more. And she said, do it. And so last year was our first full season from start to finish and we're planning on doing it again this year and this year we're going to bring you but late last year it was typically two games a week this year it's typically going to be uh four games a week but i do work full-time outside of this and i do have the show outside of this so it's not a perfect scenario but we're going to try to bring you three to four games a week so there you have that and that's the break that's also a look at the braves early part of their schedule and I know they got to play St. Louis, and I know they got to play San Diego. But all in all, the beginning of this schedule looks pretty good for Atlanta. I mean, you're getting some Nationals, you're getting some Reds, some Royals. 
Now, we got to face San Diego twice in the month of April, and we've got to face St. Louis on the road. And we do have Houston. And at the very tail end, that's the big one. The tail end playing the Mets. And, of course, this year, you're only going to get to play the Mets and the Phillies and everyone else in the division 12 times. So these games are going to become enormous. And because of that, I didn't go into this when we're doing the breakdown, but because of that, we're going to carry quite a few of those games. When they play each other, we're going to try to focus on that. So I believe the, the plan right now, when when the Braves and Mets play on April 28th, 29th, 30th, and you can't see it right now on that calendar, but May 1st, it's a day game in New York. So it's a four-game series. The plan is to bring you the Friday night, the Saturday late afternoon, and the, and the Monday day game. So three of the four games we're going to bring you. I'd bring you all four, but eventually my wife's going to walk out that door if, if, if I don't, if I don't, you know, show her some attention. So uh, th- three or four games, not too shabby that week. So we are looking forward to uh, baseball season. It is by far my favorite sport over the years. Um, by far my, my uh, favorite sport over the years. And, uh, you know, the NBA – it's a has-been sport, man. I'm sorry. I, I, I hate to explain it to, to the to the NBA heads, but it is a check-in at the end sport. The NBA has turned into a sport where you watch it come playoff time. Other than that, uh, I just check the scores, right? Baseball, to me, is life. Same thing with football, obviously. And so uh, we've got uh, so much going on in the world of sports, and then – Real quick, uh, an update. Arkansas has just actually scored some runs. Arkansas, it's a 9-6 to six Florida State over Arkansas. That game, I believe, is in the sixth inning. Keep you updated on that. And, of course, college baseball gets going today, and it'll be rolling all weekend. Man, Jacksonville State's 4 nothing on, on Georgia. What's going on, Bulldogs? Good Lord. 4 to nothing. that game is right now in the third inning. Now, yeah, it's the first game of the season. No time to panic, but at the same token, uh, Georgia's yet to get a hit, and Jacksonville State has four runs on three hits. Other games going on, Lipskins over Notre Dame, one nothing. Louisville, 4 nothing over Bucknell. I want to try to catch that Tennessee game, but I think the problem is it's, it's only going to be available on MLB Network. They took it off of YouTube TV, which is absolute garbage. But um, they the the YouTube uh, TV has, has taken off MLB Network, so you so you don't get anything. And I didn't even think about it when I first saw that. I was like, "Well, that really stinks." But I'm gonna have to find something by by the time spring training hits. So I'm I'm gonna have an answer by next week. I'm, I'm not gonna continue with YouTube TV if, if they're not gonna have MLB Network. But I didn't even think about the fact that in the early part of the season they always televise these college baseball showdowns. And so unfortunately, I think I'm gonna end up missing that that Tennessee game uh, tonight. I was looking forward to it. Didn't realize it was on MLB Network till just a day or so ago. And that will be a big game tonight. Oklahoma State, Missouri. The the uh, Cowpokes took out the Tigers. And what else we have? We have Wake Forest 
number number six in the country. That that is hard to believe that Wake Forest is is that high. LSU number one. That's that to me sounds nostalgic because I remember when LSU used to be dominant. It looks like that they are ready to roll this year. Number one in the country in college baseball. Okay, we're gonna take a really quick break. When we come back. Tones is going to be joining us. We're going to get into the into the XFL. Do we care? Do we not care? NBA All-Star Weekend. We've already established nobody cares about that. And then you've got all the other sports that are going on this weekend, including we haven't any chance to talk about this. College basketball has got a heck of a slate this weekend. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD wherever you stream. Don't you understand? This pool is our bootstraps, and it's lifting us up into the middle class, dude. Well, just accept the fact that you're white trash, all right? Take a look at yourself. You can't do backflips. You don't know karate. You're white trash. You're listening to Braves Country HD with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks on Braves Country HD wherever you stream. Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan. Braves Country Radio. Everybody was asking for your pick all afternoon long, and you said, I have to go on Braves Country Radio first to give my pick, and then I will tweet it out. Okay, so what is what is yeah, what is this what is this Braves radio? I mean, I... They gave me an interview about gambling for 15, 20 minutes. Armchair. Oh, Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon, and this is your Armchair Quarterback's Sports Flash. Pitchers and catchers reporting for Major League Baseball past couple of days. The Phillies announced that Jose Alvarado signed a two-year, $18.5 million contract extension with the club. It includes a club option for 2027. College basketball takes center stage as the NBA heads to the All-Star break. Here on Friday night, no ranked teams are in action, but you've got some great ones. CBS Sports Network, 6 o'clock Eastern, Eastern Michigan's at Kent State. On the plus, at 6, in the Ivy League, Dartmouth is at Cornell, and at 7, Yale at Penn while Harvard travels to Columbia at 7, along with Brown at Princeton. Also on the plus, 7 o'clock Eastern, Niagara at Mount St. Mary's, Manhattan at 18-7 Iona, Dayton Flyers 17-9 and and 9-4 in the A-10. They go to Loyola, Chicago. In Northern Kentucky, 11-5 in the horizon, travels to Purdue, Fort Wayne. Air Force is at Wyoming, Two teams at the bottom of the Mountain West, but you'll get it at 10 o'clock on FS1. At 10.30, New Mexico at San Jose State. Should be a good one. Both 6-6 in the Mountain West. While Abilene Christian is at Grand Canyon on the plus. College baseball gets going this weekend. Here are some of the matchups that you'll see all weekend long. Number 20, Alabama is hosting Richmond. 23, South Carolina UMass Lowell, number 19, Virginia, has Navia calling, while Gonzaga is at number 24, Texas Tech. Clemson hosts Binghamton. Florida State welcomes in James Madison. The Georgia Bulldogs up against Jacksonville State. 
Indiana's at Auburn. That game is at 5 o'clock tonight. Florida Gators host Charleston Southern at 7. Penn State is at number 22, Miami. Number 2, Tennessee, squares off against Arizona in the MLB Desert Invitational tonight at 8. Number 8, Arkansas versus Texas. The 10th-ranked Vanderbilt Commodores versus number 15, TCU in the College Baseball Showdown. Number 12, North Carolina hosts Seton Hall. And the Ramblin' Wreck of Georgia Tech is hosting Miami of Ohio. That game starts today at 4 o'clock. Now, I'm not saying I've never driven drunk because I've drank so much in my life. Now, on the back of my driver's license, there's a list of organs I need. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. How to improve your dining room by the Home Depot. New wood floors, new paint on the walls. Sure, you know us for that. But how about a new dining room table, matching chairs, bar stools? How about free and flexible delivery with easy online returns? Now you can explore decor in a whole new way. Save now on furniture. Everything for your home. Everything from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Please enjoy responsibly. Hey, folks, this is Mark White with The Mark White Show, and you can tune in to The Mark White Show every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. right here on Rock 99 WQEE The Key, the home of Southern sports and talk. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Whatever We Have in Stock Are Us, your one-stop place to shop for whatever we happen to have lying around at the time. You're listening to WQEE, home of Braves Country. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on the key and YouTube.com at Braves Country. They've given me less than one year to turn this place around. Forget about the way it used to be. This is not a damn democracy. We are in a state of emergency, and my word is law. He's the armchair quarterback. Welcome back. Manny Machado has told the Padres he intends to opt out at the end of the season. Can't necessarily say I blame him, but we signed that huge contract. He's had himself a couple pretty darn good years. I'm sure he can cash that in at the bank. That'll be interesting. When you think about some of the teams that need a third baseman and the one that jumps at into your head, the first, the very first one that pops into my head is the New York Mets. So, what if San Diego is not having a very good year? And assuming Machado's healthy and he's having a solid year, 
could Machado get traded at the deadline? Now, I know going into the season, most people believe that Machado and the Padres are going to be right there in the thick of things. And there's nothing that really would make you think they wouldn't be, but they haven't really set the world on fire the past few years. They did get past the Dodgers in the playoffs and they got bounced by um, Philly. in the NLCS. But the Padres are one of those teams that they're definitely aggressive. They're definitely going for it every year. But there's been a couple of seasons where they've kind of fell short, even though their their roster looks like they should be in it. And so that right there is going to be very interesting if he ends up opting out. And if he becomes a part of of a trade conversation because the Padres want to get something back for them. If they don't believe they're going to resign them, then, then what happens there? Or is this just a ploy for, for me and Machado to say, Hey, let's rework my deal. And I don't go anywhere. So we keep an eye on that. Tones is going to join us here in a minute to talk about the XFL and talk about why should we care? I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why you may care some interest, some names you might know. Starts off with wide receiver for the Seattle Sea Dragons, Josh Gordon. Of course, he hasn't really been, he's always been more hype than actual substance, but 2015-2016, due to the NFL substance abuse policy, he missed the majority of that. When on the field, Gordon's been pretty darn good, but man, that's a long time, long time gone. So we'll see if he still has anything left in the tank. Remember Paxton Lynch, Orlando Guardians. Now this isn't saying these guys are necessarily going to start on these teams, but but they're currently on the rosters. Vic Beasley, everybody remembers Vic Beasley. Atlanta Falcons, number eight over a pick of the uh, in the NFL draft out of Clemson. He's going to play for the Vegas Vipers. Matt Elam, safety for the Orlando Guardians, played for the Baltimore Ravens. Here's a name that, that will ring a bell. I can't believe he's still trying to play. A.J. McCarron. A.J. McCarron, who won the national title with Alabama in 2012 and 2013. It's been that long ago. 32-year-old quarterback's going to try to push the set up in the sky one more day. Martavis Bryant of the Vegas Vapors. Vipers, excuse me, Vegas Vipers. I think I, I, think I like the name Vapors better. <laughs> uh, Kalen Balaj running back for San Antonio Brahmas. If you don't remember him, he was with the Dolphins speedster. Then, then I believe he went to the, the Chargers, but he hasn't been in the NFL in quite some time. Uh, see, that's a kicker. So that, those are those are some of the bigger names that are going to be playing in the XFL. And you do wonder how many folks are going to tune in and be involved in it 
from the standpoint of I'm all in, I want to care because I just want to watch football over there are other sports or are there are other guys that are going to try to, to, to make a name for themselves. And maybe you followed that guy in college. I think that's, I think, I think that's if they really want to maximize the viewership, I think they need to go after the college football fan that wants to see a player that played on their college team last. And that's the angle I would go with. Not the Josh Gordon used to be in the NFL angle. The Jack Cone, Notre Dame fans out there, Jack Cone, he's going to be playing for the San Antonio Brahmas. Uh, Jaquez Patrick, running back out of Florida State. I do remember him. I, I did not know he was playing in this. So he's playing for, for uh, the Brahmas. We'll go other other uh, players that you may remember. Remember Fred Brown out of Mississippi State? Brahmas. Let's see, who else do we have here that folks might... I mean, I think a lot of these guys you're going to remember, but do you care? There's another Florida State guy, Derek Kelly, for the Brahmas. Uh, let me see here. I'm trying to find some Georgia guys and Georgia Tech guys and other SEC schools. Uh, Kobe Smith, defensive lineman for South Carolina. I do remember him. These are all the Brahmas, and then we'll go on to the next team. We see if we got any other big names, big time college names. I'll have you. And I'm scanning through, so if I miss a player here or there, forgive me. But I'm just kind of going through. Tones is on the way, and he's fighting some bad weather up in up in Chicago. So, uh, let me see here. So we go past that. And so that, and so that was the Brahmas. That looks like that. That was the, the, uh, the team. So let me see Arlington renegades, the Arlington renegades. We'll, we'll, we'll see what they have going on here. Um, these teams, by the way, they, uh, one thing I think that they need to do is they need to clean up their websites. I'm looking at their websites. They're really hard to navigate through. If you want today's fan to really get into you, you need to have a really cool app and it needs to be very easy to navigate. It needs to jump off the page. All right. So this is the Arlington Ren renegades. Kevin Anderson is the biggest name of, ugh. All right, they're going to have a hard time pushing this team because they don't have a, a household name at quarterback. Ball State's Drew Plitt is probably the biggest name. Let's see if we've got any guys here. Texas A&M running back Keith Ford is on this team. And let's see, you got, man, I would have thought they would have really tried to, lo to load it more up with some SEC players. Uh, Sal Canella tied in from Auburn and Alex Ellis tied in from Tennessee. All on the, on the Arlington renegades. And let me see if we've got any other sec guys or ACC or big name guys. Devonte Lambert from Auburn defensive lineman. And so I'm not seeing a whole lot of players. You're like, man, I, man, I haven't seen this guy. I'd like to see him other than the ones that I mentioned earlier, who's 
careers are washed up. I don't know how they're convincing 32 year old AJ McCarron to get, get back in the ring, but, but they have, um, <laughs> I think he's in for a rude awakening. First couple of games he plays and things are, are loose and bruised or broken or whatever. He's going to be like, check, please. Let me get the heck out of here. Trying to see if we have any uh, any Georgia or Florida. Here's another Tennessee guy, Dominic Wood Anderson, tight end. So that's all on that. Really hard to believe that uh, we're sitting here and you don't have more of like a, of a household names going on here. See if we can hit one of these one of these uh, southern teams. See if maybe if that might be the issue, why, why we're not being able to find it. Because looking at, and here's another issue. Every single one of these teams, when you go to their, their individual page, it's all set up different of where to find the roster and other things. It, it's, it's all over the board. I don't know who put this together, but does it see? So here is the Orlando team. Now here's two quarterbacks that'll be fighting for the starting role. So it looks like all this stuff's in alphabetical order, but DeAndre Francois, I thought I saw that he he was playing in this league. Used to play at Florida State, got in trouble, uh, finished at Hampton. Him and Paxton Lynch are the quarterbacks. See if you got see Florida Kelvin Taylor running back. There we go. Now, now we're getting some some SEC schools. Javante Payton, wide receiver from uh, Tennessee. Miami's Charleston Rambo. Eli Rogers of Louisville. Dedrick Thomas, I do remember him, wide receiver at Mississippi State. So what you have is, man, there's a lot of Tennessee guys in here. Uh, Jaquane Blakely, defensive lineman for the Vols. Nick Coe from Auburn. And let me see what else we have here. Terrence Smith from Florida State. Linebacker, Matt Elam. I do remember Matt Elam, defensive back from Florida. So there you have that. I'm going to continue to try to uh, scroll through these to see if we can find some other names. Johnny Townsend, uh, kicker from Florida and Jose Baralgas from Miami too. They're going to have two place kickers on the team. What the heck's going on here? All right. We're going to go and take a quick break. When we come back, Tone should be joining us any moment. We will uh, get into a little bit of, the, of this XFL. And we've also got some other things to, uh, to talk about, mainly the college basketball slate for this weekend. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves country and Braves country HD, wherever you stream. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. 
That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. It's time to live, laugh, and create memories again with MSC Cruises. Join us on some of the world's most modern and innovative ships. Discover again at our new private island, Ocean Key MSC Marine Reserve, named Best New Cruise Destination. Cruise the Caribbean and Bahamas from Miami or Port Canaveral. Book now with free balcony upgrades and flexible booking changes. Call your travel advisor or visit MSCCruises.com. Restrictions apply. MSC Cruises, a world of discovery. Hey, sports fans. It's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia, home of Braves Country, right here on the key and YouTube.com at Braves Country. I mean, what now between me and you? Oh, that wasn't now. I tell you what now between me and you. There is no me and you. Not no more. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. Welcome back. And Tones has joined us. Tones, how are you, sir? Good, brother. Excited to be here. It's a little bit of an interesting weather out. Not bad, necessarily. A little icy on the ground, but always glad to be back talking sports with Mr. Mac McGee. Excited to be back. What do you got? Some snow and all that up there in Chicago? Yeah, yesterday it snowed pretty good through the night, and then today it was really cold, so it all froze over on the streets and whatnot, so everyone's driving like a bunch of crazies out here, but I, I made it, so that's all that matters. How far of a uh, of a drive do you have to get to and from work? Uh, usually about 40 minutes, 45 minutes without any snow or whatnot, or without oh, any traffic. You need to move closer. <laughs> I know. Or <laughs> Or find a job closer to where you live. One or the other. That's 40, min- 40 minutes each way? Correct. Oof. Sometimes I do um I, I do have a mini sometimes my backdrop's different. I rent a mini studio at my brother's place. So about twice a week. It's only a ten minute drive, but I'm celebrating a birthday tonight, so I had a tail at home. Your birthday? No, uh my aunt's. Oh, okay. Well, happy birthday, Aunt Diane. Aunt Diane. Happy birthday, Aunt Diane. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Looking at the, I wanted to pull this up because I thought I'd seen this earlier. Looking at the weather real quick here in uh, the Atlanta area. Yeah, it's going to, that's, that's why I thought it said we got a cold front coming through the South. It's supposed to get into the, uh, the low thirties tonight. In fact, oh, Ooh, it's 29. Mm. Degrees 6 a.m. tomorrow here in the Atlanta area. Chilly over there. Little nipply. Little nipply. Um, I don't see them calling for precipitation, so so maybe we'll avoid the snow. But uh always a good thing to avoid the snow. 
I know here in, in North Florida, South Georgia, it's supposed to get into the forties, which is, I mean, downright a crime in this area. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was talking to some people I met on vacation. They're actually from Georgia. They were saying how it was okay. there a week or two back, but now it's getting colder. They were familiar with the key WQEE. So, uh, we're, you know, we're popping up all over the place. That's, that's good to hear college baseball going on. I finally found the Georgia game. I can actually watch the thing. So I'll keep you updated on that. What the heck, man? I'm watching Florida state beat, uh, Arkansas in softball Mm. and the game ends. And I wasn't paying attention during the break. FSU held on and won. But I look up, and they automatically just switch it over to lacrosse. Jeez. Now, look, man, I'll I'll try a lot of things, but I can't get into that one. That <laughs> lacrosse. I don't even understand lacrosse because I feel like you ought to have to dribble it or something. They just run around with it in their net. It, so it looks like to me that it's hockey that someone's cheating at. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play lacrosse? I didn't. It was one of those sports, and I'm a sports guy like yourself. Just hard for me to get into. It just was one of those that I never really got into it much, and uh, nothing against it or nothing against the players, but I, I just have a hard time finding myself getting into it. It's pretty boring to me. Every year it always rivals something. I think it's, I think their championship comes on around the same time when they announce the college baseball seedings. Mm. So it's like a Monday morning, right? Mm -hmm. And every year I get stuck having to watch the tail end of whatever championship is in lacrosse. (laughs) And that's great if you're into it, but I'm like, why, why are these two even connected? There's no way, there's no way on, on God's green earth that a college baseball, a Southern college baseball fan knows anything about lacrosse because they don't play it down here. Right. I know it's starting to get a little more traction throughout the U S but they say that about everything. I mean, 40 years ago, they told me that, that soccer was going to take over the U S mm-hmm. and I'll, yeah. I'll say to them what I said that, that I'll say to them today, what I said to folks back then 40 years ago i'll be dead before that happens <laughs> it's never gonna take over they're always trying to spoon their you know spoon feed us some sort of sport and it, it never works well they're always trying to trick you and to go because hey, they think if they tell you it's 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 popular elsewhere that that means that you should watch it mm-hmm. like that's not how it works <laughs> this is the u.s by god we watch our stuff you don't we make you watch our stuff we don't watch your stuff there's a reason why some stuff isn't popular here for better or for worse it's just not of interest to most well that's why one billion people watch the super bowl but mm-hmm. you can't get you can't even get get the world cup changed over in in your average sports bar down here in the south without causing a riot mm especially this last time because it took place during football season. Yeah, that's a brutal. I mean, what are they thinking? Well, we're going to go head to head with football. Well, okay, that's a good one. <laughs> you better you better make sure the US gets all the way to the finals or something if you want us to watch it, man. It's just Correct. No There's no way. There's no way. 
Yeah, it, you know, to watch one of those things, you need a lot of either money on the line or a lot of interest, and uh, I, I don't see either happening anytime soon. Incredibly bored to watch that. Correct. Remember the first game that they had, or it may not have been the first game that the U.S. played, but it was the first big one because they were playing England. It was Black Friday, mm. and it and it started like two or three o'clock in the afternoon, something. Like that. Anyways, it was right in the middle of college football because that because that was the first show that, that that we did here black friday and i remember a couple of college football games were kicking off and they had the u.s versus england on and we said we were going to mention it and we never mentioned it during the show because we just didn't care <laughs> i don't even remember who won that yeah i'm having trouble as well if I'm if I'm to guess, I said it was a one-one tie. That's always my guess. <laughs> you, I mean, in the World Cup this year of, of being right. Yeah, I feel like this year, especially not that I watch much of it, but I feel like I heard tie, tie, tie for half of the outcomes. Jacksonville State leads Georgia. By the way, five to three. I got a terrible glare on my TV. I think it's a uh, fifth inning. Hmm. Man, I'll tell you what. There's some bad shadows there at that uh, at that Georgia game. So the so the sun's starting to set, and you know you'll get shadows over home plate and whatnot in a lot of games. But this is a, I mean, this is a huge, huge difference. It is bright as the morning sun from about halfway to the mound out underneath or covering home plate you basically need a mining hat <laughs> i don't know how any of these guys are, are getting and they just walked the guy on four pitches and I, and I guarantee it's because the uh the, the umpire can't tell either he's like yeah. ah, strike i don't know good one yeah, yeah, yeah. all right so you were a little late so you so you kind of missed the segment but i went over some of the xfl rosters mm -hmm. give me a reason to watch this what is what is going to get you interested in this xfl well the one reason why i'm intrigued a little bit i mean not that it's great talent and great competition but the, the head coaches and gms if anything provide some good names but one guy i'm particularly close to playing in the xfl i wouldn't say close to him like hey what's up he's my friend but I interviewed a couple years back when he was a rookie, Ben DiNucci, former Cowboys quarterback. Now he's set to be the Seattle Dragons starting quarterback. He'll face off against Cardell Jones uh, tomorrow as they're the D.C. Dragons. So you got some names. Is Not Cardell that Jones playing in this? Yeah, I think he's on the D.C. Defenders if I've seen that right. Playing? I, I believe so. He's playing. So, um, yeah, you got guys like Ben DiNucci. You got guys like Cardell Jones. You got some names that have been around the block. And Ben DiNucci, I interviewed him. He was a really good guy. Cowboys didn't pan out for him. Maybe the XFL will. I don't know. But we've seen it the first time. Vince McMahon ran it. It went to the ground. This time you have a guy who's innovated. The, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's running it. You might get some better uh, turnout there other than that you know if you're a football fan you might be intrigued into watching it if it's a background at the bar but it's not going to be anything 
too crazy out of the wild. They did right, take what the I pick. see from the from the DC defenders is Derek King. That's the only name of, of interest. Um, is the quarterback for for them? And he, he have Jordan Tamu, who played for Ole Miss, and they also have Eric Dungy from uh, Syracuse. He was uh, Derek King was the kid from Miami, correct? Yeah, he he's the one that transferred from uh, Houston, right? Maybe I read that wrong. I thought they had Cardell Jones, or maybe he's hurt right now. Um, find him. I didn't realize. It. I mean, he's a name. I'd just be wondering how good he is. See, AJ McCarron is the guy for the St. Louis Battlehawks. That's the best name that I've seen. Yeah, uh, and that, oh wait, you know this is. Um, I'm sorry, I pulled up the DC Defenders from last ex, from before the pandemic because it says their head coach is Pep Hamilton here. This was definitely their roster right before the pandemic. That's my apologies. But it says 2023 roster on their website, rlads.com. So I'm going to tell you right now, from what I've come across with the XFL, their their websites are, are, are not very up-to-date or very good. Even the ones that are ran by uh, ESPN. Mm-hmm. Joey was on yesterday, and we were... I, I had the games in front of me. I was trying to click on the team so I could go to the roster. There was no link. All they have, It's like, oh, man. My sports book this won't even let me do a teaser on the XFL games. Yeah, I mean, it it looked like you and I put this together after a couple of beers. I mean, it's just like, what in the world, dude? Like, are, are they just are they just phoning it in? Yeah, you know, the only reason to be a little intrigued is just the coaching names. I mean, Rod Woodson, amongst others, Wade Phillips, uh, not, not, nothing too crazy. But if you were a fan of these guys back in the day when they were in the NFL or college, you know, you have Reggie Barlow, Anthony Becht, former Buccaneer Anthony Becht is some blast from the pl- past. That's the only reason, whether it's the players or the coaches that this league might interest you. Other than that, maybe background noise at a bar or you put $10 on the game, but nothing to get you too crazy. What I liked was a couple springs ago during the pandemic. I know it wasn't as high of competition of football, but they had Ivy League football, Division II football on in the spring. At least that was competitive because it's college. Now we're getting the XFL. I'll have it on here and there, but nothing that catches my eye. All right, so you've lost my interest altogether then, so we're done talking about it. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm here. I'm here. No, I'm just saying, I mean, you're like, you're not going to get me to watch it because of the coaches. Yeah. Who, who, who gives a crap about who's coaching these teams? I want to see a player. I want to see, anyways. It, Another thing is, too, McGee, we're seeing all these leagues pop up out of nowhere now, right? It was kind of cool at first, and it was the only secondary league. But now you have the USSFL. You have the Arena Football League coming back. You still have the Canadian Football League. The XFL is coming back. It's hard to keep score. Well, I think the other problem is there's not going to be any talent because they're going to be spread out and thin. Mm-hmm. You got too many of them. I mean, obviously, the Canadian Football League probably has more talent than than the others, but there's just not going to be talent. Yeah, because now there's even that indoor football league or whatever that Johnny Menzel. I mean, at least there. the CFL is smart, and they, and they wait till June to come. You know, it's just – this whole the week after Super Bowl thing, I just I'm probably more likely to give the USFL a chance. 
Yeah, the only way that one of these truly touch on to me is if they somehow become partners with the NFL. Maybe not a minor league, but like a feeder league where, you know, these guys get future contracts with this league and try and prove himself. But if none of these leagues latch on with the NFL, I think that they all don't have too long of a lifespan. Well, I said from the jump what the USFL should have done last year is, A, they should have waited to play and let it bleed into the beginning of the uh, preseason, regular season of the NFL. The other thing that they needed to do is how many teams you have, it doesn't matter how many, pick, you pick the number. The, 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 there should have been a handful of teams that use that as like a farm system. Mm-hmm. So the only way you would get them in, so in other words, like even if you just say, hey, We'll say the AFC South has a team. The NFC South has a team, right? Oh, yeah. So if you're sitting there as a Falcon fan or whatever, then you have a reason to watch because this could affect your affect you in the fall. Mm-hmm. But to grab these guys that very few of them have names. I saw Josh Gordon was playing in it, but man, like how far removed is he from being good? Right? Yeah. AJ McCarron is going to play quarterback in this league. He's 32. I don't remember the last time that he, he was took a snap in a game that mattered. Yeah, it's like I'd rather watch college kids who graduated last year where UDFAs couldn't latch on anywhere and start this year than these 10-year vets who just can't catch on to anything besides these feeder league, it seems. I mean, get a job. Just quit trying to play football. <laughs> You can't be making, like, what, these guys... Get a job! And you can't think they're making too much money. I mean, they're probably making a good amount compared to the normal person, but in terms of football money, these guys can't be making all too much. You don't see me doing a pickup basketball game down the street with a GoFundMe page to go ahead and get a job! (laughs) We're refilming Space Jam next week, actually. I don't want to work, so I'm going to see if I can... Get a job! Jeez. Not it's to mention kind of skill that brings something to society. Not, not to mention a very bad version of football. <laughs> not to mention none of these leagues could uh make up their minds on cities. I feel like they've play musical chairs. Tampa had a team in the XFL, now they don't. They had a team in the USFL, now they don't. It's like these cities keep changing. There was a New York Guardians, now there's not. Hard to keep up with in general. Jeez, Louise, that's the next thing that you'll see up there with the XFL and everything. They're they're all going to have GoFundMe pages up there because they're not going to pay anybody. No one's going to want to advertise them, so they're going to hop right to the GoFundMe. I'll be interested to see what the fans are like, too, in these leagues. Last year, it it, it all took place in Birmingham. One city, they had to try to fill seats with it. They couldn't do it. Nobody came to those games. I mean, the least you can do is give underprivileged kids free tickets to fill the stadium. Right. Yeah. I don't think the kids want to go. They're like, well, I don't know, dude. Does that mean I'm going to have to like buy a hot dog from you for $17? Like, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Worst come to worst, give them to, like you said, underprivileged kids. They're giving to schools throughout the state that, hey, you know, you give them for good behavior or something. That's pathetic. And, you know, it's just a bad look in general. No no one's going to turn on a game 
with no people at it and, and, and keep it on TV. As opposed to seeing like 36 people in the stands, I'd rather go to back to that depressing, uh, you know, fake fans than that they put in when major league baseball had the cardboard fans and, mm-hmm. and the NBA was trying to do it with television sets or whatever. Oh God, that was bad. Uh, yeah. But I'd rather see that than, than see 36 people in the stands. Amen. Yeah. Cardboard cutout Sean, days. Sean and I were texting each other last night because he went to the Middle Tennessee game last night. Right. And I texted mm-hmm. him at the beginning because I had taken MTSU as, as my lock of the day and they did hit. But I said, hey, are, are you at the game? Because he, he lives around the corner from the stadium. And I thought that he might be at the game. Right. Right. And he said, yeah, you bet I am. I said, well, cool. He shoots me a picture. He's up in the nosebleeds, takes a picture. There's like no one in the stadium and I'm watching it live on TV. And he's, and I, I, I sent him a text back. I said, sneak down. There's no, I mean, literally like behind the benches, there was like six people. It's like sneak down. He goes, and he thought that I was referring to the picture he sent. He said that was taken uh, 30 minutes before tip-off. Ha, ha, ha. That kind of thing. And so I took a couple of pictures of live television. Say, no, it's currently going on. Sneak down. Yeah, I, I, I always see What happened? You're going to get kicked out of an MTSU game? Okay, go home and watch it on TV. Did he sneak down? Did he get it? No, he didn't sneak down. <laughs> and, then, and then he sends us, I, I think it was a joke at the end when MTSU, not only were they getting points, but, but they won. He said something about pray for me. I'm going to rush the court or something like that. I'm thinking myself, you are going to split your britches trying to rush the court. First of all, that's not happening. Second of all, you're going to be out of breath by the time you get down there because he was way up in the middle of nowhere. I mean, those those seats had to be free. They had to be free (laughs) because there was like 122 people in the entire stadium. Half of them were playing basketball. Right. (laughs) And he's as far back as you can get. I'm like, dude, sneak down. There's no, there's no one's going to stop you at this point. He's got to be the biggest MTSU fan in the world. The, uh, I mean, I, I, I sent him a text. I said, dude, it looks like the A10 tournament on a Wednesday afternoon, 1 p.m. tip. What is going on there? Like, (laughs) they should be, they should be wanting to fill up those stands. They should be bringing people in and say, hey sit down here because we want people to think there's people at this stadium. They they should offer um, the, the jockey Eddie for money, a free ticket courtside. By the way, Alabama uh, just hit a home run with UCLA in the uh, Clearwater tournament. Man, man, that thing brought rain. At, at number 12, Alabama leads number two UCLA. Uh, two to nothing so all these teams i've been mentioning basketball they're all playing each other all weekend long it is a star-studded tournament Mm. you got alabama ucla arizona florida state uh arkansas um i think there's eight to ten teams wow of course college baseball georgia is on the board baby it's five to three still trailing but but they're actually making it a game it's five to three game is in the fifth inning in Athens. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, college basketball weekend is here. We're going to talk about the big games and give you our locks. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country. What about the assistants on the staff right now? 
the guys that were there in training camp, the guys that were there early in the morning and late at night, the guys that have gone through the first six weeks in that building, don't they deserve the opportunity for an owner to hire a coach who's never been an assistant at the college level or the pro level and overseeing a lot of candidates that are qualified for that job, as we see in Steve Wilkes, an opportunity to build a resume. It's a disgrace to the coaching profession. And regardless of how this thing plays out, what happened in Indianapolis is a travesty. What about the assistants on the staff right now? I might audible. If I audible, I'll use... Red Polly, Red Polly, Blue Poncho, Blue Poncho. Do it, do it. Rambo, Rambo. Give me Kershaw here, Kershaw. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Ed's Almost Good Beer. Remember, Ed's Almost Good Beer was brewed in God's country when God wasn't looking. Are you looking for a reliable dental practice that not only cares about your teeth, but is friendly to work with? How about one that offers great deals and new patient promotions? Well, your search is over. Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton, Georgia is committed to giving you the biggest and brightest smile. Right now, get a $99 new patient special, including x-rays and exam. Maybe you're looking for veneers. Most Valuable Smiles veneer special includes one free veneer with every five purchased. Or get that bright white smile you've always wanted by taking advantage of an exclusive $100 off Zoom. losing that extra money you need to use it or lose it book an appointment today with most valuable smiles in downtown eatonton to lock in these exclusive deals call 706-623-0318 or visit mostvaluablesmiles.com hey sports fans weekdays 3 p.m eastern to 5 p.m eastern drive time WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face until somebody daubed our little tears off and made us feel better. And then, uh, you know, then we'd go out there and try harder once, once uh, you know, once our mommies told us we were okay. Welcome back. Go ahead and get the college basketball scoreboard up here, Tones, as we're uh, getting set for a big weekend in college basketball. We're going to go ahead and put tonight's action up on the screen, and then we'll kind of go from there. Um, tonight, it's it's not the star-studded cast that you normally would be looking for, but Friday nights are always like, that's always the, the smaller games. And I have found that it's a pretty good opportunity to uh, make some uh, 
make some hay. So you've got uh, Dartmouth and Cornell, Eastern Michigan and Kent State. You see the list there. Uh, the one that I like the most, Harvard against Columbia. That is a gettable number for Harvard to cover the, the minus 10 and a half. Uh, Canisius versus Ryder. I think Canisius is actually, it's not showing here on this screen, but I, th- I, th- I think they're getting about a touchdown and they should be able to cover that spread. Uh, let me see. We have here. Uh, Sienna at home against Quinnipiac. Sienna should be able to win on the money line. I, I don't necessarily, if, you, if you're taking minus two and a half in college basketball to me, you're, you're about to just go ahead and take the money line mm-hmm. because at that point, you don't want to get clipped on some garbage bucket at the end. And let me see what was the other one. Abilene Christian. I think Abilene Christian getting seven is a mistake. Grand Canyon is not going to be able to cover that number. So a lot of good games going on there. And then I'll pull up uh, the, the, the slate for tomorrow. I'm going to leave tonight's slate up there. But the slate for tomorrow is a very good one. Get this out of the way so folks can see it a little better. Um, here we go. All right. Slate for tomorrow, college basketball. We've got some good matchups as we're coming down to the nitty-gritty. Tennessee, Kentucky, strangely enough, 1 o'clock Eastern. That is a weird time, but number 10 at Kentucky, that is never an easy win mm-hmm. for volunteers. No. What say you on the college basketball forefront? Uh, I mean, it's getting to that time, right? We're about a week or two away from college uh, conference, the little conference championship starting. So whether it's a Friday night weaker slate or the stronger Saturday slate, I say just enjoy it. And there's one game in particular that did happen to catch my eye tonight. Not a huge matchup, but it's always interesting to see what Iona, led by Rick Patino, could do as they're always allowed threat in the tournament. Looks like they're dropping a pretty penny to Manhattan tonight, but always interested to follow Iona down the stretch given the Rick Patino factor. So SEC basketball tomorrow, tomorrow, a big game at Arkansas. Florida's at Arkansas, two teams that are fighting off the bubble. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State, they are at Ole Miss. And you've got a lot of games that we're just a few weeks away from the conference tournament. Right now, this is this is bubble action, is what this is. And Mississippi State, I like that bubble action. Yeah, Mississippi State, um, they are one of those teams who's who's currently on the bubble. And they lost at home against Kentucky, and that one hurts because, according to Joe Lenardi, that pushes them off. So they're on the outside looking in. So they got to get a big win at Missouri. And look, if you're looking at Mississippi State down the stretch, we are down to man, is it really that quick? We are down to this weekend, next weekend. And then right after that, you you get the uh, the conference tournaments starting. Let's see what is see uh, March fourth is a Saturday, so we have three two weeks from tomorrow is essentially the end of the regular season for college basketball. 
That's insane. Big Ten, I think, tends to play a couple of games on Sunday. But for all intents and purposes, you have three weekends total left. And it is coming down to the nitty gritty. Because you're talking about bubble games. You're talking about. You're also talking about seeding. So for a team like Tennessee, who's obviously going to get in, they've been kind of slipping down the stretch and they're going to be looking for to try to pad their resume a little bit. They got that big win against Alabama a couple of nights ago, which is huge, but you got to keep that momentum going because if they keep dropping, I mean, they, they had lost two games in a row. Mm. And I'll tell you another team I got my eye on. I want to see who, who they're, who are they playing tomorrow? They have got to be up with in the SEC. There we go. SEC network, eight 30 tomorrow night. I haven't seen this, the line on this yet, but Vanderbilt at home against Auburn. Vanderbilt has been hot. And I mean hot, hot. Yeah, they have. And I I don't see a, a, a line out for that yet, so they must not have posted one yet. But typically these lines start coming out Friday night. But Vanderbilt has won, was it four? Yeah, four conference games in a row. And now they're, I don't, if they keep winning, they could possibly find their way in the NCAA tournament, but they're, they've got a tough stretcher. They got, they got Auburn, they're at LSU, they're home against Florida at Kentucky at home against Mississippi state. If they put together a good resume here down the stretch and then have a good showing the SEC tournament, Vanderbilt could sneak in. Yeah, absolutely. And that'd be an incredible season for them. What other games have your eye this weekend? Sticking with the world of college basketball. Uh, well, tonight I got my little one. And tomorrow, not to piggyback off you so I won't double-cross them or whatever, but Iowa State-Kansas State intrigues me a little bit, even though it's not an SEC matchup or anything like that. So um, those two teams, I believe, have they're fighting for the tournament as well, I want to say. So uh, – Number 12-ranked Kansas State takes on number 19-ranked Iowa tomorrow. I think Kansas State was given two last time I checked, and I believe the game's tomorrow at 2 o'clock. So a battle of the top 20, I think that game's going to be a fun one as they both look for top seeding in the tournament. Other teams that right now they should be in, but but you want to make sure you finish uh, well down the stretch. you got the Hurricanes, mm-hmm. uh, Duke, NC State. Pittsburgh teams in the ACC that are kind of on the outside looking in that, that need to have good showings here. Uh, North Carolina, Clemson, Wake Forest. And in the big 12, I'll tell you who's, who's got to get it together is TCU. Yeah. Mike Miles has been injured and I haven't seen a, def- a definite of when he's coming back, but they've got to get him back in a bit way. They've been terrible without him. Oklahoma State, West Virginia, these are teams that are going to have to play well down the stretch. Yeah, and there's a lot of good basketball to be had this weekend. A lot of close spreads. Kind of rare for this late in college basketball, but I love it. In the Big Ten, first of all, how about the year that Northwestern's having? They're incredible. The Big Ten in general has been so good this year. 
Northwestern. It's kind of funny because Northwestern, um, Collins, the, the head coach, he was on the hot seat. They, they were talking about the, there was a good chance he was getting fired. Now he's looking at an extension. And, the, and he, he has a chance to bring them to the NCAA tournament for only the second time ever. Mm. I, th- I, I want to say the last time that they were in was like 2017, something like that. It's crazy what a little bit of time sometimes could do for you in sports. The teams in the Big t- Big Ten that should be in would be Indiana, Illinois, Rutgers, uh, Iowa, Maryland. Of course, they got that big win the other day. Michigan State, Northwestern. Teams on the bubble, your, your Penn State, Nittany Lions, and Wisconsin are the two main ones. Yeah, Penn State, they had a big win the other night uh, against U of I, luckily enough. They they were able to pull that off on Valentine's Day to keep them alive. Right now, they have on the outside looking in for the bubble for the SEC, Texas A&M, Kentucky, Mississippi State, and Florida. Of course, all these teams are in action this weekend, so I cannot wait for tomorrow. First time we haven't had to do a uh, a show on the weekend in quite some time. So I'm, I'm getting up tomorrow. I got to work on some stuff for the, uh, for, for the baseball broadcast, but I am going to have all my devices rolling with some college basketball and I'll probably check out some baseball and softball, by the way, Alabama leads UCLA in the Clearwater Invitational two to nothing in the first, but UCLA has got the bases loaded. So the lady Bruins looking to do damage. Hmm. Georgia has pulled within one. It's now five to four against Jacksonville State. Sounds like we got some fun ones going on right now. What is your lock of the day? My lock of the day is actually going to the ice. I got the over in the LA Kings Anaheim Ducks tonight. The over has hit highly in the Ducks' last three games. They've let up seven, seven, and six across their last three, and they play a very good LA Kings team tonight in their own stadium i see this getting over right now it is um six and a half is the over under right now and that's straight up odds on that so give me the over in the king's ducks hockey game tonight and that's a late one that's on at nine o'clock eastern time tonight my lock is going to be on the money line give me harvard and wyoming and on that money line, if you take them both, it'll be a it'll be a minus one thirty four. Give me Harvard and Wyoming to get the W. And mm. uh, had a pretty good week so far. Uh, so hopefully that keeps rolling. Um, what is your walk off for the day, sir? My walk off. We alluded to it a little bit already, but baseball is almost here, my friend. It's been a long off season. Both of our teams look a little bit different at an end of this year. So for those that think baseball still has time, uh-uh. Pitchers and catchers are here. Spring training's only a week or so out. And pretty soon we're going to have a lot of baseball. And especially on Braves Country YouTube, make sure to check it out. So baseball season's approaching us. Make sure you guys get your busy stuff out of the way before March hits. Because once it's middle March, those fantasy drafts start hitting. The season starts rolling. You're not going to want to get off your couch, especially once opening day hits and your favorite team is playing six times, seven times a week. So we got a little bit of a dry spell right now, but baseball's here and playoff NHL and NBA are almost here as well. UCLA just hit a grand slam. They lead it uh, four to two over Alabama. Woo! It's, it's only in the first inning. Oh, my Lord. Wow. 
That's what I'm saying. Wow. Baseball's exciting. Prime example right there. Absolutely. My my walk off for the day is uh, the uh, Daytona 500. Looking forward to watching that. It's the only it's the only NASCAR race that I make sure I watch every year, and uh, I am planning on watching it. I'll be having other things on, but I am planning on watching. It, so we will react to that on Monday. Um, even if I'm the only one that reacts to it, <laughs> so I, it is, it is the, uh, the great American race as they call it. And we have see today is the 17th tonight. The river dragons are playing tonight. Seven 30 have the action here. They're playing Delaware. The, the pregame show starts at seven o'clock. So make sure to tune in there and keep it locked in here on the key as we have sports map radio on the way. Make sure to get your mornings going weekdays, seven to 10 a.m. Rhino radio penitentiary. And of course, noon to two, you got the Rod Peterson show two to three sports beat. And we go live three to five here on Braves country for tones and the rest of the guys and gals and girls behind braves country i'm mac mcgee we'll see you monday enjoy the weekend y'all tgif Talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. September, something of the fifth of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the fifth. Gonna get another cigarette, please. Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just give me another cigarette, please. You're listening to WQEE. 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia.